Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I am your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Hello, my lovely friends. How are you? Uh, Super Trooper. I've got Emma. Yes. Bruno Estente. Yes. Uh, how is it hanging out with two and a half Americans? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I've always thought Americans as being very sort of exotic and stuff. So, you know, I, I do like hanging out and listening to Americans. So, yeah. That's it's, good for you right now. My day is made. Uh, and making up the uh, the Yankee triplets. Is, is this your first appearance of the season, Justin? I think it is. Yeah. So we got Justin, his first appearance of the season. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining Ooh. us. So, uh, this makes up for the American history degree. I, I didn't do. Um, which I should have done. Um, right, so uh, we're going to talk about the Champions League this week, bits and bobs of news, some European leagues and the Premier League. So we'll start on Tuesday uh, in Denmark as Copenhagen lost 3-1 at home to Manchester City. Uh, goals from Kevin De Bruyne um, and then an equaliser through Matson with an error from uh, Edison uh, and then goals from Bernardo Silva and Phil Foden. Uh, first competitive game in two months for Copenhagen. Um... I've written pedestrian win for City. Uh, 21% versus 79% possession. Four shots versus 27. Uh, and one on target to Copenhagen versus 13 for City. This was very meat and potatoes, wasn't it, Justin? Yeah, it's pretty much tie done. Uh, the, the late Foden goal puts it to bed pretty much for sure. But credit to Copenhagen. They kept it competitive as long as they could, but they were very, very much on the back foot the entire 90 minutes, and I don't see any way that we have any sort of drama in the return leg. No. Edison at fault for the Copenhagen goal? Yeah, and not in the way you'd expect. Um, he, you know, has the occasional shot-stopping adventure, but his passing has always been... Uh, he's in a class completely of his own, but he tried to play a ball first time body shape wasn't really right for it and um played it right to a, a copenhagen player and then i guess the only you know interesting storyline from the match was the fella scoring on his debut it was a really well taken goal it was only a half chance at best and so there was that one moment at least and um, i'm sure i've asked you this before but i'm gonna ask you again because i've forgotten what you said uh, so edison as a goalkeeper it's pretty much said that he was bought for his distribution from his um uh from his feet obviously um but the actual sort of nuts and bolts of goalkeeping how how good is he he's improved i mean i think that certainly his early years at city he had some vulnerabilities that that i believe he has shored up the technical side of his his shot stopping and his goalkeeping if you believe the analytic types who use post-shot expected goals and things like that, he's still very much average for a top-flight goalkeeper in mm. that respect. Um, and there are City fans who will tell you that the number of times they concede in a match from the only shot on target, and this was another example of that, is a, a worrying thing for them. But it's nothing that's ever bothered Pep, and that's all that really matters. He's the right goalkeeper for, for Pep Guardiola, and generally speaking, his ability to play with his feet to play under pressure and to be part of the build-up out of the back has has been worth the occasional poor goal that he has conceded for pep and he does do things with his feet that nobody else can do not allison not anybody okay um Emma and jesse did you did you guys see this you made me watch the highlights i did make me watch the highlights well i could have given you adam's homework 
Yeah, I guess. Why is Homburg never like eating lots of ice cream? I didn't say oh. you couldn't, did I? You didn't say I could either. Okay. Emma, I think you should. Next time Smash I the patriarchy. <laughs> Next time I give you homework, you can have as much ice cream as you want. Thank you. Um you watch these highlights then as I forced you to. Um <laughs> don't worry. The Oceania Champions League is coming back soon. <laughs> Um, what did you both make of this? Manchester City won super easy. It was kind of like that, isn't it? I mean, we were sort of struggling for content on this. Like, I mean, I'm sure, like, the highlights are, like, a really unrealistic, um, like, version of what happened in the game, but um, in this case, they, they probably weren't. Mm. Yeah. Jesse? I only watched I was watching Real Madrid so I only saw what was happening during like halftime when they mm. showed it and it was like yeah I mean it was what we all thought it would be um just coming out to you Justin um at what age did you settle on a haircut you <laughs> oh that's a good question because obviously in my teens I had a parting on one side and then I put a parting on the other side and then I sort of it was the mid 90s i decided to sort of go for my center parting which did me for a little bit and then i just decided to probably about sort of 18 19 i decided to have the haircut that has stuck with me to this very day have you, have you were you the same because the reason i'm asking is obviously kevin de bruyne has come back from his injury with an entirely different sort of coiffure hasn't he Doesn't yeah he look but... like a child sorry yeah he's so I... young <laughs> something like the red cheeks and the hair Sorry, go on, Justin. Oh, sorry. Um, I think the problem with my generation is that we spanned, our youth spanned a couple very, very, very distinct hairstyle um, archetypes. And so, you know, 80s and then 90s and then into the 2000s, you couldn't have one hairstyle through that time without being just really awfully out of date and out of style for at least three quarters of that time. So... I had a pretty bad mullet in the 80s. Um, <laughs> I think they're, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the pictures from my playing days are, you know, demonstrate that. It's on the cover of your book. Yeah, yes, it is. Uh, and then 90s and into the 2000s. Oh, got a dog problem here. Um, it never got any better, but I would say I, se I settled in my mid 30s. Mid 30s? That's very late. That's very late. Ladies, have you experimented with your hair? Would I have a follow-up with Justin? Justin, as a goalkeeper, did you ever feel tempted to, like, dye your hair and or get a neck tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, that's a very brave thing, though. You just... I always felt like as a goalkeeper, you really don't want to attract attention to yourself. Don't give mm -hmm. the other side any more reason to want to beat you than they already have. Did you wear any of the colour boots but black yeah I wasn't too big a traditionalist on that um, back then most of the best boots were black um, but as the more colourful modern ones came into the game predators and things I wore those because they're better but you didn't get any sort of sniffy you know he's wearing white boots he obviously fancies himself as a goalkeeper don't think I actually wore white I don't think I think I'd stop playing by the time white boots came around I wear them now love mm. them but um no, just what, what were those early predators were black and red, weren't they? Mostly yes. red. You could get away with that. No one really noticed that. Yeah. Uh, and these are the hot topics we come for at uh, Man on the Post. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne has like what I would describe as men's COVID hair. Oh boy. <laughs> Lockdown hair. Yeah. I almost just spit tea out my nose. Sorry. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> That's true. A football is like you know. I, I can't conceive of changing my entire haircut. Is that sort of thing that only sort of footballers and maybe pop stars can can do at his age? No, I think you should do it right now. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. yeah. For what? What should I do? People text your daughters right now. You gotta get the hair dye. <laughs> different color or just highlights? Different color. Oh, different color okay. and highlights. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. 
Uh, okay, moving on to Germany. RB Leipzig nil, Real Madrid one. Really, really nice game of Bra- uh, goal by Brahim Diaz uh, in ahead of uh, Jude Bellingham. Um, Andre Ludin pretty busy in goal for uh, Real Madrid. Um, he kept his clean sheet, but he did face nine shots on target. Uh, Benjamin Sesco and Xavi Simons um, missed in a few chances. Benjamin Sesco seemed to miss quite a few chances. He also had a goal disallowed as well. Jesse, you said you were watching this. What did you think? Um, I nothing was like super surprising. To be honest, I thought I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry, but I thought that like <laughs> Madrid, <laughs> well, um, unless you knew that they were missing Bellingham and you had seen them play with him, you would not have known. Um, Brahim is going to be some kind of superstar. Um, and they sort of, like, closed ranks and covered that gap really solidly. Mm. It was impressive. Um, the match report I read made special mention of Danny Carverhouse complaining. Oh, yeah, but that's not new. But that's just his everyday existence. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder. I do wonder. Players like that. Do you think they actually enjoy their job? Uh, What else would he do? I mean, he would fail at any other job because if he were working in an office, he would throw a keyboard at his boss. Yeah, he would last about fifteen minutes in an office. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him, Emma. Could you see him being a chef? Oh, kind of. But he'd, like, break a lot of dishes. Yeah. But Great like chef. A lot, of, a lot of flash, a lot of yelling. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You couldn't see him with the steady hand of a brain surgeon, then? No. <laughs> or the intelligence. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, anyone see any chance for um, Leipzig in the second leg, or this is done and dusted? It was their chance, wasn't it? Like, yeah. they wasted a lot, of, a lot of opportunities. Yeah, they did, didn't they, I'm Probably afraid. Probably done for them now. Um, one team that did make the most of their opportunity uh, on Wednesday night was Lazio. They beat Brian Munich 1-0. Um, a Chiro Mobile penalty, which I think was his 200th uh, goal, um, for for his career, or Lazio, or appearance, or something. I saw the word 200 next to his name for some reason. Uh, that. <laughs> that led to it. Uh, that came from a foul by Deo Upamecano, which um, led to him being sent off, uh, which I thought was, I don't know, was, was that a bit unlucky? Did anyone see that foul? I saw it. Uh, what do you reckon? He stamped down on his ankle pretty vociferously. I don't think you'd have too many complaints about that. No. Okay, no, fair enough. Um, so... A pretty bad week for Bayern Munich after they lost to Leverkusen in the league. First knockout Champions League win for Lazio since 2000. Um, so that's an awful long time. Uh, Thomas Tuchel allegedly, this has come from some sort of quote-unquote sources, uh, unnamed sources, allegedly said to the players after the game, quote, um, you were not as good as I thought, I just have to adapt to your level. Um, that's not going to keep you with the change of rumours, Emma. Wow, did he really say that? Supposedly, I've seen that... Um, I <laughs> there he was, yeah, confirming it. He's, I, he's quite the motivational speaker. Yeah, I, I think Jan Olifiotov uh, quoted that on um, on Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, that seems to have been leaked by several sources. I've seen it in a couple of places. Um, wow. If you're, yeah, if you're Thomas Moore or Harry Kane hearing that, then you're going to be a bit miffed, aren't you? I mean, I don't think I'd be super happy. That he was saying it in public so people could hear. Well, I think maybe someone in the dressing room leaked it, I think. Is that his well, that's even way worse. Of, like, then they have a problem, right? Sorry, Jesse. No, I interrupted you. Go for it. <laughs> you didn't interrupt me. No. Go on. Sorry, Emma, you speak. Then Jesse speaks. Sorry, go on. <laughs> wow. No, <laughs> men don't tell us what to do. <laughs> like, you go for it. <laughs> but only because Jesse said... We have our own mind. <laughs> Go on, Emma. Please continue. Shut up, Chris. Oh, Emma, <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say. You're my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now. Okay. I, I was wondering whether this was his like completely messed up way of of motivating his players, and like a in like a Jose Mourinho way of like you guys aren't good anyway. 
Uh, no, but I mean, some of the players that have been there a long time, like Neuer and Thomas Muller, they won an awful lot without him, and including a World Cup as well. So, I mean, it's it's not like they're the sort of little team that could. This is a team full of proven winners and Harry Kane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Poor Harry, he doesn't deserve that. He tries so hard. Uh, Justin, as the uh, the man in the group, uh, you obviously had the final say. Um, I don't think it matters much. I think that that Harry Kane will be there longer than Thomas Tuchel. Even even Muller probably will be. Although I do think the narrative that that this was some sort of disastrous night for Bayern is weird. They're going back for the home leg, just down a goal. I, I think there's better than even chance they progress. Okay. Good good performance by Lazio and. They did get a result at home, but it's just halfway through the tie, and I don't think I think people are piggybacking this result over the really disastrous performance against Leverkusen, where they looked a beaten team. They looked awful. They looked pretty decent this this game, and they produced some chances, created some chances. It, it was a reaction uh, from the the Leverkusen game. It just still didn't get them a result, and they haven't scored a goal in a little while. But I don't think there's necessarily quite the reason for the doom that's surrounding them right now it's just because they're so used to having their own way that the fact that someone's challenging them in the league and and it's not unusual there's always someone around Christmas as Dortmund's within a point or two this is different Leverkusen are five points clear that's still very much a title race mm. and and I think this tie is still very very much in, in play for Bayern now, if they do turn it around, I don't see them going any further than the next leg, no matter who they get, um, the, the next round, that is. But uh, but I don't think this one is a lost cause by any means. Okay. Um, and finally, the Champions League for this week, PSG, Real Sociedad had two goals from uh, Mbappe and Bacola for PSG. It did take 58 minutes for PSG to score, and they did rely on Mbappe. Um, Luis Enrique said afterwards, quote, if you told me at half-time we'd win 2-0, I'd have been dancing for two hours. Um, now he asked about for um, Real Sociedad. Uh, I have written here. Would it be very PSG to lose three two in the return leg? <laughs> of course it would. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and Bappe said he's going to leave PSG. He's uh, he said he's going to leave at the end of the season. And I'm wondering now what that means for the PSG project. So you had their Galactico That's phase. That's already over. Well, I mean. Mine. I was going to say, where do they go now? So, you know, the Glatzkos, they had Neymar, Messi, Mbappe's going. Um, earlier on, if you go back to Zlatan and um, uh, uh, Levetsi and Cavani, they've all gone. So do they go now towards more sort of the younger players, like Xavi Simons out on loan and Warren's here, Emery? Are they more as sort of going to go down that way for them? Are they a bit of a crossroads now, PSG? No. I guess it depends okay. if their um, owners are still interested. Oh. Which I guess they're probably not at this point. I guess it's 13. Is it 13 years? 2011 they took over, didn't they? One... Lots of money, no return. No, one Champions League final, isn't it? So yeah, maybe they are losing interest like you say. I mean, they're very well clear in, in the league. They're not going to get caught there, but that doesn't really matter, does it? Not really. That's an expected thing for them, right? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Um, could we see PSG, PSG in this up, or even 2 0? Yeah, of course. They're still PSG. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And Justin, Justin, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I, th I think the project is maxed out. I, I think that it has hit some natural limits, and it wouldn't surprise me if. if the owners will start. Uh, they, 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 you know, the football club are certainly not their only holding, um, and and it wouldn't surprise me if they started somewhat prioritizing some other things. And they're going to accept that there they will be a perennial league winner and Champions League disappointment. Hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, right, so let's move on to some bits and bobs of news. Uh, Philippe Clement, the Rangers manager. Uh, he has said, Justin, that Jack Butland, in his 30 years of coaching, Philip Clement said this, um, Jack Butland is matched only by one other player in terms of his goalkeeping in his 30 years of coaching. Um, who do we think that might be? 
A player who turned coach? Wayne Rooney. No, sorry, this is a goalkeeper. So he, Philippe Clement is saying that in 30 years of coaching, he's only seen one goalkeeper that's at the same level as Jack Butland. Wayne Rooney. Not Wayne Rooney. <laughs> no, it is Simon Mingley, Liverpool legend, Justin. What? Yes. <laughs> okay. Maybe he's not coached that many goalkeepers. I don't know. Is he the one that got fucked up by the beach ball that time? No, I still think that was Pepe Reina. 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 Isn't, isn't Mignolet... was very good before he went to Liverpool. Liverpool, that move just didn't suit him. Yes. Um, didn't suit him. I was quite happy when... Sorry, Jesse. Like didn't he also like get into a feud about who was the number one Belgian keeper? Yes, he did. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being quite happy when we signed it because, like you say, at Sunderland, he did he did very well. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Joe Scott, um, former Lioness player turned pundit. She said, "Quote: If you keep women's football in smaller grounds, it'll never grow." Um, her current favourite is Kira Walsh, regards to footballers. Um, I think she was correct choice. I think she was talking about football in this country because some games are. I think when it is internationals, uh, I think weekends, I think then you get teams playing games, such, for example, at the Emirates, like ladies' games, at the, at, at sort of where the men play their games. Does that need to happen more? She thinks there's now the sort of um, uh, the crowd backing for that. She thinks that with the success of the Lionesses uh, and women's football in general, you could probably fill those stadiums and doing so would help the ladies' game. Or if those stadiums weren't full would that be demoralizing for the players to play in emptier stadiums than if they're playing in smaller grounds that'd be full well the emirates is sold out for the arsenal game this weekend isn't that right okay yeah okay well, that's good so there's obviously some appetite for it how does it work in, in america because the ladies team or the ladies game has obviously got quite the legacy over there hasn't it um and it's been, I'm right in thinking it's been around longer than the men's. Jesse, is it just as is it more popular than the men's game over there? Um, I think it depends on who's defining popular. Like I probably, you know, some marketing person who like looks at television rights would would maybe disagree, but I think so. I mean, I've been to NWSL matches that were sold out on the same weekend that MLS matches had like you know 500 or so people in the stadium so when these these sold out games how many people would have been there oh don't make me do numbers Justin how big is this I don't uh, or tens of thousands or uh, what are we talking yeah I mean Portland gets 20,000 odd a game um, Portland Thorns there at San Diego has done really well too I think that Jill Scott's greater point is correct. You you, you have to start removing built-in constraints. Mm. So we've seen pretty consistently across the board with women's sports in this country, be it basketball, um, you know, college volleyball when they played an outdoor match at the University of Nebraska and got eighty thousand people. If you if you give it coverage and make a big deal of it, people respond to that and. There's always been people that wanted it to be the other way first. They've, they've wanted it to sort of prove it's got a following before you give it proper coverage and put them in proper stadiums. Well, the only way you get that is to get covered and, and be put in proper stadiums. And so I, I think it's worth any downside to occasionally being in a, a more empty stadium to have a greater potential capacity and, and I mean that's the way you get growth. Okay. <clears throat> um, same for you, Emma. What's it? What's the ladies' game like in in Spain on the back of that World Cup win with Kira Walsh? Are you um, getting She's bigger? So good. <laughs> are, mm-hmm. are you getting bigger attendances for the women's game? Uh, well, the Barcelona women's team play in a stadium which has the capacity of like six thousand. Okay. Um, but they have played Champions League. Uh, matches at uh, Camp Nou and basically sold it out, which is like, you know, like 90,000 people. And what about other teams? Because Barcelona are just... I don't care about other teams, Chris. <laughs> no, I know, but Barcelona are like this sort of creme de la creme in Spain of ladies football, so as you go further the down... Is, or... The reality is um, 
many other teams have the budget and infrastructure that our women's team do. Mm. Real Madrid are trying to get there, but then I don't think they're committed to it mm. in any sort of meaningful way. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it's not really... All things are not equal here. No. It was ever this, unfortunately. Um, Sinisa Mihailovic's wife, Ariana, she said that Bologna continued to pay his wages until his contract expired. So he was sacked in September 2022. Uh, he died in December of 22. Uh, she said on his sacking, quote, he didn't take it very well. Um, but talk about the fact that they kept paying. She said it was an extraordinary act that gave me certainty in a moment of disorientation. So she um, she was great, very grateful for that. Uh, Andre Villas Boas, has anyone seen him in the news? No, still I actually. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm trying to suppose there's a, oh, there's a doppelganger. He's a doppelganger of a sword, and I can't figure out who. The closest I can think of is Harrison Ford, but I don't quite think that works. No. no. There's someone he definitely looks like. Do you know who Harrison Ford is? <laughs> I do. I but that, of course, Nick Faldo is Harrison Ford, isn't he? What is happening right now? <laughs> I don't think he knows who Harrison Ford is. <laughs> Um, Andre Villas Boas is running to become president of Porto. Um, he's running against 86-year-old Jorge Nuno Pinto da Costa. What? That was really good. How many points are we giving him? Five. Well, hang on, everybody. I'm not being. Who speaks Portuguese? I speak a tiny, tiny bit. Emma's is probably better. Uh, I mean, it's not great, but you know. So, you know what I'm really good at saying. I uh-huh. don't speak Portuguese in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> so are you both in a position to judge my? Are you both in a position to judge my name pronunciation if you don't speak yes. the language? Yeah, our language is adjacent to theirs. It's all in that peninsula. It's all the same. Chris, eu não falo português. Go for it. Obrigado. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite work as a response, but. <laughs> That's all I know in Portuguese. Jorge Nuno Pinto da Costa. Anyway, said Mr. Costa, he has been Porto president since 19... He Mr. in Portuguese, but okay. Dos Mistral, or whatever he is. <laughs> um, I do know that the league is called Liga Nosh, which if you're over here could mean something else entirely. Um, I heard you say Liga Nosh. Nosh, yes. Like, no, like chocolate. Like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Well, nosh over here means something a bit different. In America, it means like like um, snack, like snack on something. Okay. Uh, in this country, it might mean something that one person might already do to another. Like snack on it? Very much so. There you go. Uh, anyway, Costa, Mr. He has been Porto president since 1982. Um... And that is before I was born. Well, yes. Me too. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he's been Porto president since 1982, and he is in no mood to give up the presidency now. Uh, well, no. Uh, and he has the ultras on his side. They're called the drag hours or something, aren't they? Um, and... Ultras have been turning up to Andre Villas-Boas' house and telling him in no uncertain terms that they don't want him to be president. Um, but okay. he's remaining as resolute as ever and is determined to become so. Yeah, this is going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> just don't smash up his pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> just his body. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Uh, right, bits and bobs of leagues. In España, Real Madrid are on 61 points. Uh, Majorana on 56. A whole 10 points behind Real Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, and then Atleti <laughs> are on 48. Uh, so this weekend, Rafa Cano are playing Real Madrid. Atleti are playing Las Palmas. Celta Vigo playing um, Barcelona. And Bilbao Baggins are playing Girona. Um, Vigo, they're managed by Rafa Benitez, aren't they, now? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, how are they doing? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> how are Barcelona doing? <laughs> Terribly. Okay, so you, you don't think you're going to win this weekend? Uh, well, we can beat the team that are second bottom of the league last week, so probably not. Oh yes, that was 3-3, wasn't it? Yeah. Who was that against? Granada? 
Yeah. So what happened then? Um, they were better than us. <laughs> well, no, they were equally. We played super good. They were equally the same as you, weren't they? Uh, no, they were better than us. They deserved to win, really. Oh, okay. They were ahead, weren't yeah. they? They were twice, okay. maybe three times. So you're not convinced by, even though you don't know whereabouts they are in the league or how they're doing, you, you don't think by. I don't by need them. to know. <laughs> you, you I, don't... I really don't need to know. <laughs> well, I, I just know we're probably not going to win, and that's fine. Okay, that's it's fine. not about winning. It's about how it makes you feel or something yeah just have you ever been in a team where you sort of feel like you're zombieing your way till the end of the season i wrote a book about that did you <laughs> the last the last season of what constitutes my career was was a pretty miserable experience that i could not wait to end uh, but maybe because of that, I, I played as well as I ever had. I, I think just because I had divested my sense of self from my uh, identity as a player, and I just didn't care that much anymore. And so it took away the normal stresses of, of trying to play for a living. And uh, I was fairly experienced by that point, too. I was almost 30, so I had a very good season, but my God, I couldn't wait for it to end. Um and when it did end, I sold everything I had and moved to the Florida Keys and never, never kicked the ball again for money. So you know it's bad when you choose Florida intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want that for a lot of our players. I hope they, I hope they find that in life. <laughs> so with that situation, or I don't know if you've had a similar situation where you know the manager is going at the end of the season. With regards to yourself and maybe your teammates, did you sort of switch off from what they're saying? The manager saying, "I was never in that situation." Um, but when you realised you were going to quit at the end of the season, yeah. But but you know, the only thing that made that season tolerable was that our manager was Ricky Hill, and I absolutely loved him. Oh well, that's uh, yeah. And so I th that's why I still turned up on time and still did the work and everything that was expected of me. I just I sort of secretly couldn't wait for it to be over, but I don't think I was a malcontent in any way. Uh, because I loved Ricky and and we all did and I still do to this day and so um, I've never been in the situation you're talking about I've always I actually liked every manager I ever had really um, and always wanted to do well by them is losing the dressing room a thing yeah for sure um, had that experience at the university level you know and um, where sort of everyone universally felt like the person in charge was not up to it. It was never really personal. It was always does not have the answers we need, isn't putting us in a position to be successful, that kind of thing. And so um, I remember sort of having team talks about, well, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we'll play, you know, because we're not getting it from where we need to get it from. We, we would sort of make those decisions on our own. Even then, it was not outwardly rebellious. It was just sort of a behind-the-back, end-around, um, you know, we'll do it our way. Uh, but but that was very much a case of the dressing room having been lost, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so it wasn't like you were working for a bully or something you didn't want to work for, but it's just you thought, this guy, we've got to find our own solutions. Yeah. And then, and then I guess the season, the last season I was at Borumwood, that we had a player manager who I lovely guy and, and got on with off the pitch. He had me to his house for Christmas since I was obviously the only foreign based player, but he was, he was one of the two center backs and he was very slow and I was forever covering for him. And, and he felt I should cover for him even more. And we got into terrible rows on the pitch mm. and, and there were times I was fed up and I gave it back to him one time and, and the, that almost got unpleasant. But even in that case, I never questioned his, you know, his footballing knowledge, and and it was just really that I felt like he shouldn't still be playing, and uh, I think that's probably a universal feeling about player managers. It's not that's not really a hat, two hats that can be worn very very efficiently by most people at the no. same time. Okay, no, thank you. Uh, in Italy, Inter are top on sixty points, Juventus on fifty three. Uh, they've drawn. One and lost their last two games. Um, Milan are on 52 points and Atalanta on 42. So 
Uh, it's Inter versus Salernitana, Monza versus Milan, Verona versus Juve, and Atlanta versus um, Sassuolo. In Germany, Bayer Leverkusen 55, five points ahead of Bayern. Then it's Stuttgart on 43, and Dortmund on 40. So it's Dortmund versus Darmstadt, uh, Bochum versus Bayern, Wolfsburg versus Dortmund, Heidenheim versus Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, in France, PSG 50 points, Nice 39, Monaco 38, and Brest on 37. So it's Lyon versus Nice, which I think is taking place tonight as we record on Friday. Um, Nantes versus PSG, Brest versus Marseille, and Monaco versus Toulouse. Right, Premier League. So, um, 12.30 uh, kickoff on Saturday is Brentford versus Liverpool in the Joe Hardy derby. No Trent uh, for Liverpool. Salah and Allison are possibly available, but... You know, I wouldn't hang your hats on that. Brentford lost seven out of nine, but they did beat Wolves last weekend. Um, Ivan Tony's got three goals in four since he uh, came back. Um, Liverpool, for their part, they've won five out of six, and uh, they've earned 19 points from winning positions. Brentford have lost 26 from winning positions, so Brentford going in the lead is um, no guarantee of any kind of victory. Um, Jesse, what do you reckon is going to happen here? Chris, I think you should say it. No, I'm not going to say it. I've already said it once on this podcast. I think you absolutely should say it. I've already said it once on this podcast. And then what happened? They won. (laughs) So it's not my turn to say it anymore. (laughs) 100% record. Go for it. No, I'm retiring. I'm retiring on the 100% record. What if they won because you said it? And by not saying it now, you're jinxing them. Yeah. Oh, no. That's going to be sad, isn't it? Yeah. I hope people know that I actually have strong opinions and feelings about football, but somehow when I get on this podcast, (laughs) I have the most ridiculous and dumb thing. I'm sorry, Emma, when have you ever cared about the well-being of Liverpool Football Club? Um, Never. So why would you want me to do that? we care about Darwin. We care about Darwin. And Chris. Oh, thank you. Yeah. By the way, I named my I always name my parents' cars. I don't drive so I don't have a car. The last car's name was Edinson Carvani because it was like blue and this car's name I think is gonna be Carwin Nunez. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, wow. Christopher. <laughs> I don't think too much of himself. She was saying how nice I was. I thought that's very kind of you to say. And then she started talking about naming her parents' cars. I thought this is wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, if you say it, I'll consider Chris as a name. My consider isn't good enough. All right, I think you're going to be fine. I truly do. I want a written in blood promise. Okay. Carwin Chris. <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> uh, Justin, bring some sensibility back. How are, uh, how's this game going to go? I don't even know what game you're talking about. Brentford <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> Justin's one of us. One of us. One of us. Build our war. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah, Justin, how do you reckon this is going to go? Brentford Liverpool. Oh, Brentford Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Liverpool are pretty much firing fairly well these days, apart from the trip to Arsenal. But uh, I think they'll find a way to get all three points. Not easily. It's away from home, right? It is. Yeah. Um, not easy. I mean, Brent, Brentford are specialized in making life difficult for the big clubs. But I, I think Liverpool know that we've reached the part of the season now where, where every result is critically important. City are lurking. Every year, City seem to never lose a match uh, starting around February. So, uh, I think Liverpool will find a way to get all three points. Okay. Um, Jesse, Justin said it's not easy being Brentford. What's harder, being Brentford or being green? Oh. Well, if you think of the fact that these are some of the most environmentally necessary um, factors, then it's probably the same thing. Being green and being Brentford are, are equal. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, Burnley versus Arsenal, 3 o'clock in the Ian Wright derby. Burnley have lost uh, 17 games so far this season. That equals the entirety of uh, 21-22 season when they were relegated. Um, they conceded 50 goals in 24 games. Uh, Arsenal got four wins out of four in 2024. And they scored 11 goals from set pieces. Emma, that's the most of any team in the Premier League. That doesn't sound very that's Arsenal. So many. It is. That doesn't sound very Arsenal, does it? Um, maybe it is now. Their centre-backs are real good. They are. For a change. And um, Mikel Arteta as well, saying that um, 
there's every chance that they could sign Kylian Mbappe as well. <laughs> that was my reaction too. <laughs> there's a chance. Like, he's alive. He has the freedom of choice. He yeah. could choose Arsenal. Oh, he, was saying that, that. he was saying they're like a, a, you know, a, a, as attractive as any team regards to prospects. No, no one's saying that. But no, He said that. So there's a choice. <laughs> That's, uh, those are all things. Those are all things that could happen. Jesse, Burnley, Arsenal, what's going to happen? Arsenal are going to win, Chris. Are they? How? By a lot? Or they're just going to find <laughs> their way? How? By, By doing football better. <laughs> they will score the goals. Burnley will not. Oh, okay. So we don't think it's going to be some sort of um, pedestrian... We think it's going to be like a pedestrian win. It won't be a close thing. This is Burnley, Chris. Burnley. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to create jeopardy for the listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, there's a I think they've got brains. That's true, well, they have. so distracted by trying to sign Kylian <laughs> <laughs> that they forget to send the players onto the pitch. That's true. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I heard um, a transfer thing that was that Arsenal wanted to sign Pedri, which I get it. He's super good. So good. Um, but in return, they want to offer us Kai Havertz. Oh. And I mean this with the utmost amount of disrespect and offense <laughs> that I could possibly say. No, we don't want that. Um, That's your trash. You keep it. Yeah, but given your financial situation, how much of a say do you have? Uh, if they offer us money, I will take that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want their trash. Um, What did I see? I think it was Bayern Munich, and it was Gavi to Bayern Munich in the summer, as a rumour. I hope his knee works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Justin, Arsenal, Burnley, is uh, Jesse got it right? A fairly pedestrian win for them? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Uh, three o'clock is Fulham versus Aston Villa in the Nicky Shorey derby. Uh, Bubakar Kamara is out for the season. Simon on the uh, Man in the Post group chat from the weekend show said that that's the end of their top four chances. Um, Fulham's last seven at home. So, they've won five, drawn one, lost one, and scored 18 goals. However... Uh, they have faced 40, 46 so shots on target in their last two games. Not on target, just shots in their last two games. <laughs> That's one very busy Bert Leno. <laughs> so many. Uh, Aston Villa lost three out of four in all competitions. Um, but, uh, Jesse, they've won their last nine versus teams in London. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how many of those were at 3 p.m. on a Sunday? Does it matter that they're we're all from London? Well, I don't know. Is that a coinky dinky? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> some teams are based in London and others aren't. A lot aren't. of them. Are? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just if statistics. That, like, if you said that they lost nine times to teams based in like Yorkshire, then we'd have then then we'd have something. You don't think that they sort of see the River Thames and sort of feel all inspired and stuff? It is very inspiring. Yeah. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> is it very smelly? No, it's I very dirty. Statistically, more teams in London for them to lose against. Okay, fair enough. Justin, how's this one going to go? Uh, again, remind me of the game. <laughs> Full of Aston Villa. Fulham Sorry. Dragging him down to our level. Um, Fulham at home. Yeah. At the cottage. Villa had a, a couple of sketchy results in 2024. A couple great ones too. But but um, I I don't think top four was ever all that realistic. I don't expect them to make it. This is the kind of game that in previous seasons has always kept these Cinderella teams from ever actually achieving top four. It's why we usually get the same top four or top six. Um, so a setback here wouldn't surprise me. I'm actually going to go 1-1. One, one. Okay. And our very own Cinderella, Emma? <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> um, I love that Justin is here for, like, beautiful, insightful, intelligent opinions. And me and Jesse are here because we're dumb. <laughs> I never said you were dumb. No, I actually, we just I are. Have to we mind know. It. You know what? Like, Emma and I are doing color commentary. <laughs> yeah. 
are two sports teams that will play against each other. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, how about maybe you can help with this one then, Emma? Newcastle versus Bournemouth, three o'clock, the Ryan Fraser derby. Callum Wilson, he's got chest surgery. He's out for up to three months. Alexander Isak is probably out too. What does that mean? What did he do? He had surgery on his chest. Yeah, his like chest. His heart is in there. His <laughs> lungs. I mean, like, what did he do? I don't know. It just says chest surgery. Maybe he's having enhancements. <laughs> he's going to come back looking like Pamela Anderson on Baywatch. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, Newcastle conceded... I, I support his choice. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle conceded 10 goals in their last three at home. Uh, Bournemouth's last five games, they've drawn two and lost three. So, um, Emma, when we see Callum Wilson running along the pitch in slow motion <laughs> in his swimsuit, how are they going to get on? Uh, they're gonna be mesmerized <laughs> like they're not gonna know what's hit them yeah but he's not gonna be there so. no he's not <laughs> um yeah um I, I have lost my train of thought in a horrendous way now <laughs> don't worry I'll, I'll go to the uh, the hoff of the podcast which is uh, Justin I think that that it would benefit me greatly if any time I was going to be asked a question my name came first and then the question <laughs> and if the question and then my name I've already forgotten the question okay well I have an old smooth brain I'm aged Chris <laughs> okay Chris yeah Bournemouth right Bournemouth, Bournemouth. I don't think so, they've won a game in 2024 who are we talking about Bournemouth and, and who Bournemouth and Newcastle yeah, Newcastle have, have hit the skids, but they, they still win this one. Yeah, okay. Jesse? Yes, agree. Yeah? Okay. Bournemouth are bad. Newcastle will be fine, but not excellent. Okay, uh, so that was Jesse, the Yasmin Bleeth of the podcast. Um, I don't understand that reference. I don't know if I should be insulted or not. Help. No, absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nottingham Forest versus West Ham, three o'clock, Stuart Pearce derby. Um, West Ham obviously need a response to last week, don't they? Um, Forest have lost six out of their last seven. last week? Where they lost 6-0 to Arsenal. Oh, right, yeah. Um, they lost six out of seven at home, Nottingham Forest. Well, uh, weird paradox for West Ham. Uh, they are winless in seven. However... They have won 10 league games so far this season. An 11th league win would equal their total number of wins for the whole of the 2022-23 season, Jesse. Okay. That's a segue <laughs> into you. That's a segue into you talking about this fixture. Oh. Don't worry, we'll edit that out. Okay, no, I don't think we should. Let's make it even more <laughs> awkward. Um, what's the question? <laughs> Who do you think will win the football? <laughs> children <laughs> okay uh who i've seen actually yes um who will win the game between nottingham forest and west ham united football clubs respectively oh um if indeed there will be a win I, I actually could see this being a tie i think forest somehow still have that like plucky underdog sparkle that come out every once in a while but it's probably going to be west ham okay um Emma, what do you reckon I would like someone to explain to me why Nottingham Forest play Mull of Kintyre before their games. I, didn't I actually they did. would like to extend that into asking why everybody has the songs that they have. Because was it the Chelsea match that had like a technical delay for 97 hours while they were trying to mic up Michael Oliver? I think. Um, and what? the song choices were just questionable. I think Liverpool have you'll never walk alone because of Jerry and the pacemaker has been a, a Liverpool thing. Leicester City walk out to uh, a trumpet noise called the post horn gallop. Um, Leicester is famous for its fox hunting, and if you look at an outline of the county, it is in the shape of a fox's head. So I know I know okay, those two. That makes sense, but, but why yeah. does Nottingham Forest have Mull of Kintyre? I've googled They're it. Not Scottish. I've googled it. Gone. Okay. McCartney is it from Nottingham? Yeah, it's because it was because it was the year it was released. They it was one of the years they won the the European Cup oh, and and the first okay. division. And then, the other things were released that same year. They were. <laughs> yeah. they, they correct. They were. They were. But apparently, apparently, 
Forrest first decided to pump the song out at the city ground prior to the clash against Yeovil Town in 2008 when Forrest secured promotion back to the championship. It helped whip up an atmosphere with fans singing along, and they've played it before kickoff ever since. In 2008? Uh, yep. So they haven't even been doing it since they no, won they didn't start that doing European trophy. Correct. <laughs> Not start back then. It was just reminiscent of that time. Oh. Mullikintyre isn't exactly rousing like sort of Eye the Tiger or anything, is it? Yeah, apparently no, no, it's all... Charlton fans also sing it. Charlton have adopted it as their own also. It's not one to beat your chest to. I know there are other songs. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. It's not one to beat your chest to to get yourself into a lather prior to a game, is it? No. Neither is. And even like blow bubbles. Neither is you'll never walk alone. It's adorable. It's just always bothered me every time I've seen one of their games. I'm like, why are you doing this? Yes. Uh, yes, I guess you're right, Justin, but they, Liverpool have been singing that since before 2008, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they used to make it right. <laughs> I think they used to walk out, or not they used to walk out to it, but the cop before the game used to sing She Loves You um, during Beatlemania, of course. Um, what else have we got? We've got Spurs versus Wolverhampton, three, uh, Wolverhampton Wolves in three o'clock in the Dean Richards derby. Matthias Cunha has injured his hamstring. Um, Song Hyun Min is due for his first start uh, since returning from the Asian Cup. He returned from the Asian Cup with dislocated fingers. Who knows why he's got dislocated fingers? <laughs> Jesse, 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 why? Because he was playing with his brother and he broke his phalange. That's not the story I've heard. Wait, I thought he was playing ping pong cool. with his Sorry, teammates ping pong, yeah. and they oh, were well, fighting about it. Yeah, they got into a fight. <gasps> no. That's yeah. false, just because he would never do that. I thought that too. Like, I don't, you know, he, he seems like a sweet boy. He wanted, uh, the elder statesman of the South Korea team wanted, the night before the uh, Asian Cup semi-final, wanted everyone to sit down and eat together. Uh, and the young whippersnappers, so imagine me and Justin being the Song Hyun Min's of the group. Uh, we want you both to sort of sit down and, um, and take in a respectful dinner prior to the Asian Cup semi-final. But you two little whippersnappers that you are, want to go off and play ping pong. Uh, and you want to wolf your dinner out, down as fast as possible and go and play table tennis. Well, Son wasn't having any of that. Uh, and a kerfuffle broke out and he dislocated two of his fingers. Okay, but Sun Hyun Min doesn't fight with people. He smiles mm. at them and and his dimples just de-escalate all situations. <laughs> but what about Andre Gomez? What, what he would he say? like the type of guy that you would take home to your parents and they would yes. approve. Oh, My they... parents would approve. Oh, he, he owns about hundred grand a week. I'm sure your parents would approve. Andre Gomez <laughs> can do whatever he wants. You know, whatever yep. he likes. Yeah, but I know. It's, it's what it's what Son did to him. Is what I'm questioning. The nice the <laughs> nice guy of Son human image. Sorry? It was an accident, Christopher. Yeah, now I'm in the car after you. <laughs> go out there with like I'm gonna break that real handsome man's leg he would never and then he cried oh well that, that that makes it all okay um he has a heart Chris we all have hearts even Saddam Hussein had a heart did he debatable mm -hmm. <laughs> well it beat the blood around his body um Spurs have won their last five at home <laughs> That's a real natural. <laughs> and they won their last five at home. And they've also scored in their last 36 games. Um, the last team, team to keep a clean sheet against them was Wolves, who they're playing tomorrow. This was last year. Uh, Wolves' last five away, they've won three, drawn two. Jesse? Chris? Are you going to do it? I will not. <sighs> yeah, Jesse knows better. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I did it. I actually don't know if I've ever done it. You haven't. I haven't. Yeah. So I'm gonna just keep that streak. We nearly got your friend to do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, um, go on. How's this gonna go? Who's still injured for us? Is it everybody? I think it's still everyone. Poro is still I'm injured, isn't he? On, I'm watching them all on Instagram, and they're all like, you know, we're we can get on the bike for two minutes, or like we are stretching our poor little ACLs. Watch us do this. And they just all look so fragile. Um, and Timo Werner has not impressed me yet. Has he not? No. God, you're like Shania Twain, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. 
just, he's like, not Brad Pitt. Okay. Justin, what do you reckon to this game? Uh, I think Spurs will, will get an undeserved win. <gasps> did you say undeserved? <laughs> you did. I, I thought it was undeserved last week. I mean, that might be kind of true. <laughs> Come on. Justin's currently doing finger guns. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I wish them no ill will. I just think they'll find a way to, to squeak a victory that maybe, on balance, didn't look like it should have gone their way. Which team in the Premier League do you wish the least and most ill will to? That kind of thing sort of goes away as you get older and, and there's and... only one answer justin and you, <laughs> you know what you know what honestly when i watch a game now i hope that every single attack by both sides ends up with a chance on goal a shot a chance to save a goal like I, that's all i want i don't want to see i hate it when anyone miss over hits a ball and it goes out for a goal kick and you got to watch the goalkeeper go get the ball and take a goal kick and restart play and all that i'm like let's go someone attack that's that's all i care about now it's a super classico in two weeks. Should we ask you that same question again? <laughs> well, it's different when it's your side. I mean, that's what I mean. as, as a neutral, as a neutral, I just want every attack. As a neutral, I want every attack to, to end in a chance. Okay, fair enough. Um, Chris, yes. what do you think of the um, and to Liverpool thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jackie thinks that. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, me either. But, you know. It would be pretty cool. It might. Yeah, it'd be nice to go from one avuncular friendly guy to another that's popular with everybody. We can't have him. We love him. <laughs> They've just got something nice that they like. Don't take him away. Uh, I don't think it'd be him anyway. We finally like our coach and what he's doing for us. That's true. Um, Manchester City versus Chelsea in the George Wade derby at half past five. Uh, Jack Grealish and Guardiola are out. David Sill was a doubt. Uh, Robert Sanchez is back for Chelsea. Um, Manchester City are looking for their 12th consecutive win in all competition. Chelsea, this season, Emma, they've got 75 yellow cards. Um, nine of which have been for Nicholas Jackson. He's only got seven goals. <laughs> wow. At least he's involved, I guess. I mean, of those seven goals, three came against Spurs, didn't they? I mean, you didn't have to do that. I didn't. I didn't. I think it was mean. You should apologize. It's that way, Margie. Check in on the WhatsApp chat that's <laughs> happening behind your back. I've I'm seen it. Very worried. It's like when Marge says, you know, she said it's easier. She said it's easier to say mean things about people than it is to say nice things. And Homer said, yeah, it's fun too. <laughs> <laughs> Completely missing her point. Um, yeah, how do you think this one's going to go? were you talking to you i said emma oh. at the very start yeah that's me <laughs> um you were mean and it distracted me sorry um yes i don't think chelsea will win okay does anyone think chelsea will win no does anyone even ryan thinks chelsea are gonna win <laughs> does anyone think chelsea will get a point no i think the only real question is is this one going to be Pochettino's last match or not? No, they won the other day, didn't they? I think he's bought himself a bit of time there. They uh, did get to the end of the season. Did you all see, though, what Thiago Silva's wife posted? Yes. <laughs> I love this. It's, one... it's so messy. I love I it. I love it. It's one thing to lose the dressing room. It's a whole other thing to lose the, the spouses. But <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got form for this. She did this at PSG, didn't she? Yeah, so she knows a mess when she sees one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sunday, um, Sheffield United versus Brighton, 2 o'clock in the James Wilson derby. Gustavo Hamer, um, Oliver Burney, Ben Berrettin, Diaz are back. Joe Pedro uh, is still out. That's a big loss for Brighton. Sheffield United at home, they can see 31 goals um, and uh, in 12 games. And that's an average of 7.3 shots on target they face per game. Um, Brighton last six games away. They've drawn two, lost four. Uh, Evan Ferguson hasn't scored in 14 goals. Justin, how do you think this one's going to go? I didn't I hear any, any difficulty here. You don't think Brighton was, right? I don't think Brighton will have any difficulty. The stats you just mentioned, particularly the goals conceded by Sheffield United, I'll say it. That's too many. 
Yeah. That is. It's not wrong. Yeah. What's a perfect goalkeeper's game where you have absolutely nothing to do because your team wallop the opposition 6-0 or where you face an average of 7.3 goals per game which keeps you nice and busy? It depends how many of those actually go in. That's true. The, the, the perfect game is when you're busy and you keep them all out and your side wins 1-0. Um, <clears throat> but those don't happen that often. It's... Uh, it's difficult to be a goalkeeper that's not involved in the game, and yet the game's still in balance. That's why that's why my boyhood hero Ray Clements was was really superlative in those Liverpool sides that were so defensively organized and never conceded chances, let alone goals. But but um, then they would need him to make one save, you know, to keep to preserve the three points, and he would make it. Hmm. Um. Luton versus Manchester United at half past four in the Mount Donahue derby. Um, Luton's their last five games. Uh, they've drawn two, lost two, won one. Uh, and their last four league defeats have been at home. They had that Sheffield United one last week, which I think lots of people are expecting them to win. Um, Luton averaged 15.1 shots per game uh, in the last seven matches. Um Scott McTominay, his goals this season have been worth 12 points. That's more than any other player's uh, goals have been worth to any other team. And, Jesse, Manchester United are unbeaten in the Premier League in February since 2019. Wow, Chris. It's a shame for them. It's the shortest month. not anything, though, because they're still bad. <laughs> yeah, but do you think they look at February and go, oh, it's the... They look at February and say, okay, I guess we could start winning now. That's what's been keeping us down this whole time. Maybe they're just huge romantics at heart, but being Valentine's oh, Day. That's sweet. They're still going to lose. Yeah. To Luton. Okay, is it what I think is going to happen or what I want to happen, Justin? <laughs> what, <laughs> what you think will happen. <laughs> oh. God damn it. You're going to take all the fun out of everything. We'll be fine. Yeah, okay. Well, it's not that they will win, it's that Luton will lose. How's that? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of conflicted with Luton because as much as you want them to stay up because it's their first season in the Premier League, each time they win, Tommy Robinson's happy. I don't want them to stay up. I don't, yeah, I thought their fans were like yelling some misogynistic shit. Oh, were they? Okay, fine. Yeah, and homophobic shit. Yeah. Like singing about disasters and stuff. Oh, we don't want that. No. We don't want that. No. Uh, anyone could see anything other than Manchester United win then? Yes. No, and I, th- I think Luton probably will we sign Kylian be... Mbappe. <laughs> they could. Be super convincing by United, but I think they will win. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Emma. I see a real nice long nap in my future when that game is on. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> finally, Monday night. Um, Everton versus Crystal Palace at 8 o'clock. Justin, you've got a choice here. You can either have the Nigel Martin or the Thomas Myra derby. Well, I'll go with... I'll, I'll... Isn't Thomas Myra the keeper that let the back pass roll under... Or the throw-in roll under his foot? No, no that, that was Enkelman. Oh, Enkelman, you're right. Enkelman, Enkelman. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll go with Nigel Martin. Good, he's a Cornishman as well, so well said. Yeah. Uh, no Roy Hodgson, he's obviously been taken unwell uh, and um, will be out of action for some time, unfortunately. Crystal Palace on the pitch will be without Gwehi, um, Eze and Elise, three big losses for them. Everton got zero wins in seven, they've drawn three and lost four. Dominic Calvert-Lewin has got zero goals in 18 games. Um, Crystal Palace have lost three out of four games. Uh, Emma! This is Crystal Palace's 16th Premier League game on a Monday. That is two more than the next team. Will that make a difference? Why do they always get to play on Mondays? I don't know. They're like the um, the anti-Boomtown Rats, aren't they? Well, I don't know. Did they win on Mondays all the time? I don't know. Then they probably don't like them too. Oh. How do you think they're going to get on on this coming Monday? Um, I don't know. I mean, they... They were, they were saying like um, they wanted to sack Roy Hodgson, right? Mm. Um, and he's not going to be there. No. So maybe they were going to bring in test for them. <laughs> they were going to bring in Glasner or something, weren't they? Glas- the Austrian fella. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I honestly thought that um, this sounds really horrible, but like my first thought was that they told him that he was sacked and <laughs> collapsed. Yeah, and then. Crystal Palace were going to have to weekend at Burnism through the press conference to say he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I 
honestly, I thought that, and I was like, I am a bad person, and I'm going to stop that. It's kind of funny. Uh, just then, Emma, can you see a... Um, I'm struggling to see beyond a draw here. Two teams that aren't playing very well. Draw. Yeah. It's, it's hard to win a game. It doesn't, does it, you know, it's hard to win a game if you're not in form. I don't think either of them are in form. Draw. Yeah. It has big draw energy. Okay. <laughs> Jesse? No, I'm going to go with the BDE that, that I'm a reference. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Uh, right, okay, that brings to the end of our Premier League Roundup. Um, end of our podcast. Any other business from anybody? Uh, just since we were on Everton right there, what's this? Aren't we still waiting on a ruling on their 10-point deduction? That, that may be... That may be uh, changed or or reduced. Well, yes, but there is also the second charge against them, isn't there? No, oh, right. Yeah, true. So what the Lord giveth or taketh with one, he might give with the other or something, whichever way around that goes. Um, and the same for Nottingham Forest. Although Richard Masters did say there was a date uh, for the Manchester City hearing with those 115 charges, but he didn't say when. Um, he, was, he was speaking in the Houses of Parliament the other week. Is it like that date that April um, puts all of Ron Swanson's meetings <laughs> on that doesn't exist in Parks and Rec? Well, it did exist, didn't it? Is she, that what it is? She got, the, she got it wrong, didn't she? And they yeah, did, it did exist. Yeah, it exists every leap year. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, right. Uh, so that brings the end of our uh, roundup. So um, Simon, Dave, Carl... Chris, uh, they were back on Monday to review the games that we've been previewing. Uh, Aaron and Jesse, we can't find your social media. So, Justin, if people nope. want to follow you, how do they do that? Uh, do they really want to do that? It's, it's yes, they keepers, do. It's uh, at keepers underscore union. Okay. Uh, perfect. Thank you ever so much. Guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Mm-hmm.